What's going on, good people? And welcome to Live by the Three, a Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. Give me a follow on Instagram at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter slash X at Live by the Zero Three. On January 30th, the Raptors continue their six-game road trip. I didn't even know they were on a six-game road trip until I looked at the schedule just now. So they are continuing their road trip with a stop in Chicago. The Chicago Bulls are without Zach Levine and Lonzo Ball. And the Raptors are still without R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and Yaka Pirtle. Now, over this losing streak, we've noticed very quickly how much Yaka Pirtle means to this current Raptors lineup. We're getting killed on defensive rebounds. I heard on the radio on the Raptors show that they are practicing boxing out drills. And if you saw the way that the Hawks game finished up, not boxing out, leaving a late offensive tip-in, thinking that the time was going to run out, led to the Raptors losing that game against the Atlanta Hawks. So things are being fundamentally taught. We're trying to practice good habits. And with a young rebuilding team you're going to have to have great habits and the Bulls certainly did a number to the Raptors the last time so the Raptors had to get creative who was going to step up who is going to do more than Scotty Barnes and Scotty Barnes had a rough night at the office but we got great contributions from the likes of Gary Gary Trent Jr. who has been shooting the basketball great as of late Bruce Brown stepped up Dennis Schroeder stepped up Thaddeus Young Jordan Nawara It's going to take this kind of approach in order for the Raptors to have success as they wait for their core pieces, the other part of BBQ, or in this case, BQ and Barrett and Quickly, in order for them to win basketball games. And this was a game of runs. This was a game where the offense definitely struggled to get going. Scotty Barnes definitely struggled tonight to get his offense going, and we were always waiting for Scotty to re-emerge in the second half but this was a game that was a tale of two halves the Raptors played their best basketball in the second half most notably in the third quarter getting key stops pushing the ball up the floor trying to find every single advantage and most importantly in comparison to the last game against the Hawks everybody was doing their part to get on the glass especially the offensive glass And the Raptors that were once down as much as 16 points came back in the third and most notably in the fourth to take an 11-point lead. And still, the Bulls weren't going down quietly, being led by DeMar DeRozan, Dosumu, Kobe White hit some big shots down the stretch, same with Vucevic. The Bulls gave it their best shot. The Raptors got knocked down and got back up and ended up closing out the game and beating the Chicago Bulls, yes, we finally got a win, 118-107, to 107, where the Raptors shot 43 for 83 from the field at 52%, 14 for 29 from 3 at 48%, and 18 for 20 from the free throw line at 90%. That is definitely encouraging. The Bulls shot 38 for 75 from the field at 51%, 11 for 32 from 3 at 34%, and 20 for 27 from the free throw line at 74%. Now, this is a classic version of a tale of two halves. On the first half, the Raptors were slow. Their offense was slow. The defense was suspect at best. And they allowed the Bulls to dictate how this game was going to play out. In the second half, the energy level was different. And they came out as a team that was determined to go down swinging. And I think with this current iteration of this team, you want 
them to be the best version of themselves every single night. You want them to be competitive. You want them to be competing on the defensive end. You're not stopping anybody, but you should be able to get back on defense. You should be able to put a hand up in somebody's face. You should be able to be a force and force people out of the paint. And this is not a game for basketball purists. Both teams combined for 36 turnovers, but it was who was going to capitalize on those mistakes. And I credit the Raptors especially on the defensive end, and I also credit the Bulls for giving us those opportunities, but the Raptors were able to create 30 points off of those turnovers over 14 by the Bulls. They did lose the fast break battle 20-17, to but it was the second chance points that made all the difference this game. 19 to the Bulls 7. The effort plays, the energy plays, This is what made the difference, and this is what has been lacking in some of these games. And I credit guys like Thaddeus Young and Bruce Brown, Dennis Schroeder, bringing that energy, bringing that that toughness that the Raptors have lacked as of late to help propel the Raptors to victory. Another highlight would definitely have to be the assist numbers, 34-21 to in favor of the Raptors. The ball movement was crisp, most notably in the second half. Whenever the Raptors made an extra pass, it led to a basket. And it was definitely encouraging considering the fact that they came out slow. They weren't able to convert on some open shots. They weren't able to create those advantages like they did in the second half in comparison to the first half. So that was a huge improvement that allowed not only the Raptors to get going offensively, but it also forced the Bulls to play defense. And when you're able to spread the defense out, it's going to create open opportunities. And when your best player in Scotty Barnes has an off night to have guys like Thaddeus Young step up, Gary Trent, Bruce Brown, and they were also distributing as well. Dennis Schroeder had a double-double with 16 points and 10 assists. When the ball starts to move, great things start to happen, and the Raptors were definitely benefactors from that. And finally, I want to speak to the composure of the Raptors tonight. They came out slow. Scotty had a rough game. The Bulls looked like they were going to blow us out. They even got an early lead in double digits of 16. On top of all that, there were some questionable calls against the Raptors that I don't necessarily want to get into, but they overcame all of that. And at any point in time, they all could have put their head down, just gave up, and just play into the Bulls' hands, and they didn't. They came out with a sense of purpose and a sense of urgency in the second half, most notably in the third quarter. They took the Bulls' best shot in the fourth quarter, and they still come away with a double-digit victory. This kind of game is a confidence booster, and I think it was a great confidence booster for the young guys on this team, Jordan Nawara, Gary Trent, and, and you can go down the line. This was a game to see what your team is made of without some of their best players, and they were able to find a way, despite Scotty Barnes not having a good game. Thaddeus Young, Bruce Brown, Gary Trent Jr., Dennis Schroeder, all those guys stepped up. Jordan Noir with 17 points off the bench, going 4 for 5 from 3. All of this is encouraging, and you love that the Raptors had fight in them tonight, and you love that with all the extra effort, with all the extra energy that was lacking in some of the other games, that they were able to pull off a win. And it's definitely encouraging, and the hope is that you definitely build off of that. But let's get into the individual stats tonight. Thaddeus Young, 16 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists on 8 for 13 shooting and 32 minutes. I used to say all the time, and I will continue to say that Pascal Siakam was the ultimate professional on this team, but Thaddeus Young is also 
the ultimate professional on this team. He came up with big buckets, came up with key stops when the Raptors needed it. And he was always sneaking around, getting behind the Bulls' defense and finding ways to get open baskets, being the crafty veteran and dealing with the likes of Vucevic and Drummond and still able to put up 16, 6, and 6. Definitely impressive for Thaddeus Young. He's been great as of late. Bruce Brown, arguably his best game as a Raptor. 19 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks on 7 for 13 shooting from the field, 1 for 3 from 3, and 4 for 4 from the free throw line. I don't know if the Raptors should move on from this guy. I know that the return for Pascal, and it will always maintain an underwhelming package for a player of Pascal's caliber, but I don't see how you can move on from a player like Bruce Brown Jr. He's been absolutely solid. He's essentially assuming the role, one would think, of of an OG, of being that glue guy. He just does a little bit of everything. He's able to score in the paint. He's able to guard multiple positions. His off-the-ball movement, as it's been documented from Darko, as being one of the best cutters in the game, if not the best. His off-ball movement, his, his ability to draw in defenses and create open opportunities and create defensive stops. This is a player that the Raptors can benefit from, and he might not necessarily start, but his value to this team and the early going since the trade is definitely encouraging, and he stepped up in a huge way on a night where Scotty Barnes was definitely struggling. Awesome game from Bruce Brown. Scotty Barnes, as I mentioned, a tough game. We were always waiting for Scotty to step up in the fourth quarter or step up in the second half, and he just did not have it tonight. But the fact that he was able to find success and create success for those around him when he wasn't having a great game is definitely encouraging. And he came up with key stops, he created advantages, and he scored when the Raptors needed him to, but he was also doing his part on trying to find the hot hand be it Schroeder, be it Gary, be it Bruce Brown, you name it. He was adjusting to the defense and creating advantages. 13 points, 4 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal on 4 for 14 shooting from the field, 0 for 3 from 3, but 5 for 6 from the free throw line. Dennis Schroeder, another solid game from him. Like I said, 16 points, 10 assists, giving him a double-double. 3 rebounds, 2 steals, 1 block on 5 for 11 shooting from the field, and 6 for 7 from the free throw line. He went 0 for 1 from 3. Especially down the stretch, Dennis was huge. Creating advantages at the free throw line, getting to the rim, keeping pressure on the Bulls defense, sucking in the defense and kicking it out to the likes of Gary Trent, Jordan Nawara, you name it. He was creating advantages. He was taking advantage of his athleticism. Not to mention dealing with tough defensive assignments like a DeRozan, like a Kobe White, like a Dosomu. He, he did it all. He was all over the place. A solid game from him. And Gary Trent Jr., Arguably his best game of the season, 24 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal on 9 for 15 shooting from the field, 6 for 11 from 3, no attempts at the free throw line. What was great about Gary's game is that he looked confident. He looked like the Gary Trent Jr. from a couple seasons ago. He was taking his shots, he was taking guys off the dribble, he wasn't settling for difficult shots, he was taking guys off the bounce, he was getting into the paint, and most importantly, He was doing more than just shooting. He was grabbing rebounds. He was playing defense. He was getting out in transition. He was doing exactly what the Raptors need him to do. And I know there's a lot of hate around Gary, and I know there's a lot of question marks about his fit on this team, 
but this is a small example of what his value is to this team. Are you winning this game without Gary dropping 24 points? No. Has Gary been struggling with consistency? Absolutely. But this is what he can do. And I think that for Gary, as I mentioned in the previous pod, that if he's able to do a little bit more rather than shoot the basketball, he's always going to have an opportunity to earn minutes on this team. And I think tonight going 24-5-1 and one is definitely encouraging for a player of Gary's caliber. As for the role players tonight, Chris Boucher in 7 minutes, 5 points, 2 rebounds on 2 for 2 shooting from the field and 1 for 1 from 3. Jalen McDaniels, great to see him back in the lineup in 14 minutes, 8 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal. He went 2 for 3 from 3. He knocked down open shots tonight and he got out in transition. Those are two easy ways to score the basketball. You don't need him to put the ball on the floor as much, even though there were small examples of that. But you are encouraged that he was able to get it going. And not to mention, three rebounds, two assists, one steal. So he's doing a little bit of everything, and he was able to get into the flow of the game. Garrett Temple, three minutes, only one rebound, but still ended up being a plus four. Jordan Nawarwa, a minus six, but 17 points, two rebounds on five for seven shooting from the field, four for five from three, and three for three from the free throw line. I need to give this kid more credit. I thought he was a throw-in. I thought that he probably wasn't going to see the floor until all these injuries happened. But I think, minus the rebounding, we might have a younger replacement for Otto Porter Jr. He plays good defense. He doesn't grab as many rebounds as Otto Porter Jr. But he can flat out shoot. He can space the floor. He can get up and down the floor. You saw against the Atlanta Hawks that he was able to get to the rim and generate free throw opportunities. I like this kid's energy, man. I definitely see him as being one of those low-risk, high-reward type of player. I mean, he scored 20-plus against the Hawks and then 17 tonight while shooting at an efficient clip from the three-point line. This is definitely encouraging stuff. And for a team that desperately needs shooting, he might be one of those players to assist the Raptors in that department. But as I mentioned in the last pod, I didn't think he was going to be able to score double digits consistently. But over the last two games, it's over 40 points. That is definitely encouraging stuff. But I love his energy. I love his effort. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Raptors use him going forward. Jonte Porter, only five minutes tonight, two rebounds, one assist, one steal. And Grady Dick got 20 minutes tonight, but was only able to get off one shot. And that's all he took. But he was able to get three rebounds, four assists, one steal, and was still a plus two. You definitely want him to be shooting more. I definitely feel that there were some possessions where he's kind of falling back behind the play rather than getting ahead and trying to get those transition buckets. But he was still able to impact the game by grabbing rebounds and creating offensive opportunities with the four assists. You are encouraged by that. But you definitely want him to be shooting the basketball, and you definitely want him to shoot more than one shot per game. And with that victory, the Raptors are 17-30 and on the season. Let the win streak and let the pizza party countdown begin. I'm just joking. We'll see what happens Come Friday night, February 2nd, where the Raptors are taking on a familiar face in Fred Van Vliet with the Houston Rockets with an 8 p.m. tip-off. A Houston Rockets team that has been playing better basketball as of late. They are 17-8 and at home. Their young guys are stepping up in a big way, especially Cam Whitmore. Alperin Sangoon has been absolutely solid. Jalen Green has been playing better basketball of late. They got back Jabari Smith. The Raptors are definitely going to have their hands full dealing with the Houston Rockets. This is a young team being led by Fred Van Vliet and especially Dylan Brooks as of late. 
You already know what it's like to be dealing with him. He's going to be disruptive. He's going to be in your face. And the Raptors are definitely going to be tested come Friday night. But if we're going to be doing a quick preview of that game, do what you did against the Bulls tonight. Maintain composure. The Raptors are going to have to be tough mentally. They are going to be pushed. The the Rockets play a physical type of basketball, and they're a team that like to get up and down as well. So you're going to have to also match their energy and match their effort. You showed the ability to do so under man over the last two games. You're going to have to bring that same kind of energy against the Houston Rockets. And most importantly, get out and transition. This is a team that thrives in transition and can be absolutely dominant in the half court as well. They are definitely going to have the size advantage, so the Raptors are going to have to try and take advantage of those opportunities. The second chance points, the transition game, the points off turnovers, you name it. As I said in the last pod and in this one, it's going to take all hands on deck type of mentality. Scotty Barnes is definitely going to have to be Scotty. You cannot depend on your role players to carry you to victory every single night so your best players are going to have to be the best version of themselves and you definitely hope that it starts with scotty and everybody will follow suit but we will see what happens come friday night and that is the podcast folks thank you to all listeners doing all for tuning in i appreciate every single one of you if you have not done so already please subscribe rate and review the podcast it'll mean so much we take the time to do so and until the next episode which will be very soon everyone please continue to stay healthy Stay safe, good people. Peace.